Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. My name is Dad and Buried, also Mike. You know, sometimes I don't even really go by Mike anymore. I'm too famous. Right? Your kids was, call you Dad. Your kids call kids you call Dad, Dad and Buried. But, but they're calling me Dad and Buried. They're right. just saying Dad. Right, 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 right. right. Um, In fact, a lot of dads have actually assumed your handle and just kind of shortened have, it. Right, yeah. They've appropriated yeah. it, but mm-hmm. with my blessing. Right. Um, I'm kind of a figurehead for the dad movement, I think, online and off. Yeah, um, but like the dad, like sort of bowel movement. You know what I mean? I think that what? would probably I don't be the. Appreciate that. I, I think, don't appreciate but, that. yeah, I think you do. You I think, think I you appreciate it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this is Pete, my friend Pete, who um, I'm Pete. You're not a figurehead of anything, are you? Well, no, I'm the founder and CEO of Corporate Video 2019. Um, we shortened it to COVID 19, and we're oh, it's trending. This- how long it's did, you, trending. did you write that joke? Did so you write that joke beforehand? I was well, going pretty big. 2020 is going to be our year. And um, yeah, things things are really popping for a year at uh, COVID. Um, yeah. yeah, I see big or, things in yeah. your future. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, disasters that we're all dealing with, how was Mother's Day? <laughs> Actually, uh, I saw her Instagram. She seemed pleased. Happy belated. Well, we we said happy Mother's Day before, but uh, yeah, Mother's Day was uh, great. We actually actually happened to happen to really nail it. it was you good. Nailed it. Yeah, got the everything went really well. Got the kids get let the mom my, let my wife sleep in. Cards are like right as she woke up, and then so how, when when breakfast, did she, uh, she showed an alarm clock, so she woke up at like nine. 9.30, come on. And she was like, I haven't slept in this late in years. When does she usually get up? I mean, when do we when do we all get up? Like, you know, eight? Well, these days during quarantine? I know. These yeah. days it's amazing. I mean, these days it's, well, for me, it's early. I mean, late, excuse me. We're, we're up much later than we normally are, um, around like, you know, 7.30 or, or even oh, 8. Yes. Yeah. Well, so... I would normally get up at like 6.30 and now I'm able to get up at like 8.30. But the problem is my kid, especially my toddler, has like regressed sleep-wise. So like he comes into the room every morning, like last night at 2, one night at 5. And he just comes in and he starts demanding his breakfast, which is mini muffins and milk every day. And he's like, I want milk and muffins, milk and muffins. And he just won't stop. That's his whole tactic. (laughs) To repeat what he wants over and over and over until you literally are like, Oh my God, you're driving me crazy. And then you give it to him. Like it's genius. It works every time. Middle of the night, not as much. At five in the morning? No, no, no. no. Okay. Usually then he will maybe after a few times, I'll get him to be able to fall back asleep. Um, But like what's happening to me is I'll be in a deep sleep. He'll wake me up. I'll fall back into a deep sleep. He'll wake me up again because then he'll get up actually for real six or 6.30. And then I'll fall back into a deep sleep and then I wake up again. So it's almost like like I'm getting three consecutive naps at the end and being woken up from him. And then yeah. when I finally wake up, I'm just so tired. I can't get out of bed. That sounds wonderful. What a wonderful <laughs> picture. If anyone's not yet had a child, then yes. uh, that's, it's, there you go. It's amazing. It is amazing. But Mother's Day, um, I thought, went okay. We, we, um, I got sent a brunch from this place that like supplies food to hotels and restaurants and caterers. Oh, they sent cool. me a bunch of supplies. They sent me eight dozen eggs. <laughs> More than that. But like they forgot they were just sending to one family and not a hotel or a right. restaurant. We got a huge crate of mescaline lettuce. We got uh, six loaves of brioche bread, a gallon jug of maple syrup. Like what? a shit ton of stuff. I mean, I feel like you got like sort of UN supplies were diverted to your house was, and they should was, be going. 
it's place is called it's called online. You can find it on like Instagram, where chefs shop. And if you um shop uh, shop like a chef is the hashtag. Um, and uh, they just sent us some amazing stuff, and we had a great brunch, and we'll have be having great brunches for a few weeks <laughs> with all the food that they got us. Um, but that went well, and I think we all had a good time until my wife and I got in an argument on Mother's Day night about uh, what movie we should watch on Netflix, which we right. also got in that same argument on the night before and the night before that. Um, so that was great. That went well. Nice, nice. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Who we? Uh, you know, we got to thank some people, as usual. Yeah, we got to thank our people who subscribe to us um, on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can give us ratings on Apple. We would really appreciate five stars. Um, and you can go on Patreon and Anchor and give us a little bit of money. We're going to run through the people who do that already. Uh, Ryan Miller and MS Bayan on, on Anchor. Check your kids at the door. Chris Coleman, M. Cedeno, 1980. Mallory McKenzie, Miriam Tina Davis are the single dad tier on Patreon. Lindsay Woodruff, Andrew Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bose, Jacques Govar, Morning Glow, and the Dad Bod tier for Patreon. Cotton Farmer AZ, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Polsky on the Father Figure tier, and Mary Williams and Julie Burton, the World's Greatest Dad tier. Thank you, guys. Um, we really appreciate the money that helps us do this. And if you want to give us reviews, anybody, uh, if you don't feel like giving us money because we don't deserve it, and frankly, you know what? I don't blame you. You can give us five stars. It doesn't cost anything. Write a review if you want. We're up to 208 reviews I checked today. Let's get to 500. Yeah. Uh, let's get to 500. Um, all right. So we're going to get into, so this weekend on Mother's Day, the big surprise was my kid uh, asked us what sex was. Um, he has a really weird way of asking and we got into it. I think I did a pretty good job. I mean, I mentioned it online and a bunch of people were like, oh my God, you know, I need advice or this would be funny to talk about. So I thought it would make a good topic about what awkward questions or conversations parents have had to get into. Most of them are around uh, the sex question. Have you had it yet with your kids? I, the question, not the actual. Yes, definitely. The I have not. It's uh, my wife has taken that bullet. Um, wow, both, the girls. That must be nice because your girls are older, and she. Yes. That's nice. Yes. So. Well, we're going to find out um, what are some of the crazy conversations parents have had with their kids. What are some of the ridiculous questions and notions that kids have and, and how how people handle it. Nobody, I don't think, handled it as well as I did. Um, shock, I'm shocked at how well I did. Let's be honest. Well, we'll, we'll get into that when we come back after the, uh, after the titles. Is that what we call those, the titles? The titles? The, break? the credits? Yeah. The credits? Right after this. All right, welcome to the Dad and Buried episode about awkward talks with your kids. Inevitably, when I ask the question, what kind of weird, awkward conversation people have had with their kids, most of the responses revolved around the sex question, which was fine because that's what motivated um, my question to everybody else. So what happened was on Mother's Day, um, we were outside. I don't know if we were having a cup of coffee. It was post-brunch or something. The kids had both refused to eat brunch, as they do. Um, but we saw a shitload of bacon. The bacon was so good. Um, I got up and cooked a bunch and then, then my wife woke up and I was like, how do I do this? And she cooked the rest because <laughs> I'm just terrible at cooking. Um, and then my son, my nine-year-old, because this wasn't my four-year-old who asked this question, got like all nervous and like 
uncomfortable and just wanted to know about sex. I don't remember exactly way he mentioned it, but we're like, hey, where did you learn about this? And he was like, oh, that show Lock and Key, which is on Netflix. There's, there's just high schoolers who like neck and like, oh, okay. you know, a couple of times. There's no nudity or sex or anything like that. But somehow it's been coming up. Um, and so he was too embarrassed to finish hearing our answer. Um, and then a few minutes later, my wife got him to calm down and then called me in and, you know, we laid it out there. And at one point I was saying something about how, like, you know, you got to love each other. Um, hopefully, you know, it's a big decision, but he mostly wanted to know about like logistics and what it was. And we and we're talking about how like men and women are made, their bodies are made to like complement each other. And at one point he was like, so like magnetiles, <laughs> like they slot together. And I said, yeah, yeah. Sure, like Magnetiles or Lego, and then Mama Buried made fun of me uh, after the fact. But it got the job done. Yeah, um, I made go. the mistake. I made the mistake of, of, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I mentioned, I told him, like, I tried to describe sperm a little bit. <laughs> and he's sort of fixated on that now, the word, um, you know, the journey sperm goes on, okay. that kind of stuff. So we okay. got into it, you know, um, wow. a lot of different ways. And I thought, it, I was surprised. I thought it went pretty well. I, I like Lego. Lego is, Lego is good. Magnetile is not so much. Yeah, it's not graphic, right? But, yeah. you know. Uh, well, if you play with Legos the way I play with Legos, it's very graphic. Wow. Yeah. I do not want to know any of the Legos. That's, that's a lot of, really, that's what sparked a lot of questions for my kids. It's like, Ted, what are you doing? Why so, are you making those two Lego pieces do that? So it's funny because when a bunch of people were giving their stories about, like, the awkward conversations they've had or how it went for them, um, and just a bunch of people just sent the funny questions their kids ask. Um, and so I want to get into some of those to kick this thing off on a lighter note, because some of these are really funny. Abby Flett says her kid said, how exactly did the baby come out of your butt? Well, I'll stop you right there, honey. <laughs> like, she's like, you're already way off. Nothing came out of my butt. Believe me. Um, Nolan Nani three says on the way with my husband and son to a to a basketball game, my 10 year old son's best friend asked me, what's a clip? <laughs> oh my God. Not even your kid. Wow. Your kid's friend. That reminds me. So that reminds me very much. Have you ever seen the movie summer school? Of course you have. Yes, Mark Harmon, Courtney no, Thornsmith. Yeah. Look at you, Courtney Thornsmith, an oh early uh, celebrity crush. Oh, and what uh, right the here. guy at the end is like, what happened to you? He's like, my Oh yeah. It was in the what bathroom, yeah. yeah. My zipper got stuck, right. So at the end of that movie, I don't, I'm not going to do the scene first, but we're driving home. Mrs. Peppy, I'm with my best friend, Eric Peppy, who lives next door to me. Mrs. Peppy driving us home from the mall, Milford Fourplex, where we saw the movie. And in the car, either, she, either, she, either he, either my friend or I asked her, but I think it was me, what this meant, which is like miming a blowjob where you put right. your fist. I'm, I'm telling people who are listening, when you make a fist and make it look like you're pushing a lollipop in out of your mouth, you know, for all the kids out there in case they're listening. Um, and she just laughed and said, I'll tell you when you're older. Um, and that's what Nolanani's, what's it, her son's best friend saying, what's a clit said. Um, I just hope, uh, I'm just glad that she didn't ask her husband because he might not know. Yeah. Well, fresh well, Nolanani's husband. There you go. But uh, what's wrong with the old answer? Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just, just, well, that's Mrs. Peppy said, Miss Peppy was like, oh, I'll tell you later. Tell yeah, you older. yeah, although don't worry about it is probably the most don't worry about it is antagonistic. Though. Yeah, very antagonistic is going to leave that question hanging. But, but it also that's... makes the person think you're really cool. Don't worry about it. Exactly. You don't need to know. 
Yeah, it's a especially need to know cases. Exactly. Watch me drive with no hands. Then that's real. <laughs> that's what you should yeah, worry about. Exactly. T.H. Hansen 77 said, her kid said, Mom, what does BJ mean? Have you ever done it? <laughs> so I don't know if she must have answered what BJ means for him to then ask as a follow-up, have you ever done it? I can't imagine the sequence of events. Have you ever done it? What do you say? Are you shaming yeah. me, son? It's 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Look, it's Mrs. complicated. Mrs. Yeah, it starts with it's complicated. And then Ms. on Facebook. That's what it means. Whether or not you've given a, if you've given a blowjob, you have to choose. It's complicated. Yeah, exactly. Everything. <laughs> uh, Ms. Indam says her said her son at her kid asked mom, "What is head? Do you get it or give it?" I remember not really quite understanding just the phrase head when I was a little kid. I also remember thinking the movie Internal Affairs because I heard rumors that in Internal Affairs a girl gets fingered under the table, and I thought that was fascinating. Didn't really know what that meant either. Right. Well, anyway, wait, so what's what's the answer? Do you give it like I can just see both? I can just see uh, the mom at that point pulling out a cigarette lighting and be like, it's complicated. <laughs> it's all complicated. But so so there's a couple there's a there's a funny answer at one point where um, I'm going to mention later where mom just is super dismissive, which is, I think, what you have to do for a long stretch when you're depending on how young the kid is or what kind of mood you're in. Um, M, M Plahuda 0614 says, my three-year-old son asked why I have two butts instead of a wiener. J.D. Coleman said, did the, did, he did the body talk, or she did the body talk, discuss vagina, urethra, and your anus, and her daughter said, like the planet? <laughs> <laughs> Gurney915 says, the other night my kid asked, what's a whore? And she said she responded with a bad word. It's good she didn't respond with like somebody's name. Mrs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Oh my, OMG, you can't sit with us with a bunch of underscores in between those words says, uh, my son or, or my three-year-old caught me stepping out of the shower and asked why my gross wiener has so much hair. Yeah, we'll just say you should see your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. That's the answer to that deck. Um, MTR five one four five zero says I'm divorced. My son asked if I knew his if his dad has a big penis because he wants to have one. Tell your son it's not all it's cracked up to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Crystal, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Dot Crystal M said she announced a new pregnancy to their eight year old and had to explain how the baby got in mommy's belly. See, that's kind of a reasonable question. Right. How's the baby get in there? Well, Not first the of all, it starts with FedEx. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> specifically the and driver, Antonio. And, uh, you know, wow. it's a factor. There you go. Why does he got to be Antonio? Why not? Well, dude, trust me. Antonio's... <laughs> you speak from experience. Antonio's getting you. Mia when... underscore Sherry underscore T said, when I was pregnant, my niece asked how the baby got out of my belly. So first we had the, uh -huh. how the baby get in there, how the baby get out. I feel like the baby get out one's a little bit easier to explain. A little safer. She yeah. says that her brother and sister-in-law let her handle it for them. So they let somebody else give their kid, um, you know, the, the birds and the bees talk, or at least the very much the where babies come from talk. Uh, I assume they were all in public together, and the niece asked her, and they just watched, and were like, let's see how she's going to get out of this. Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know what? If you're the, if you're the aunt of this uh, uh, little girl, then all you have to do is just get as graphic as possible. Oh, yeah. If they're there you go. You do it. You you make sure you get your money's worth. 
first of all, a slow jam comes on. It all oh starts God. with some kind of slow jam. Then no, it's, um, back that thing up by Juvenile. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say case. some kind of R. Kelly song comes on. Uh, Mom of twins, seventeen fourteen says, when my daughter was four, she asked me where her penis was. She had a twin brother who obviously had one. So then I had to explain in as little detail as possible the difference between girl parts and boy parts. She was full of questions I didn't want to answer. Nobody does. But she was four, so you don't necessarily have to. Although we're in Brooklyn, we have some, some very woke friends who did this whole thing real early. My kid's nine. We waited kind of for him for it to start bubbling up, right? Yeah. For it to become kind of not, – not to like he's 12 where like he's going to grow up like Norman Bates because you refuse to discuss anything with him. But waited for him to get a little curious. Although I know some people that have started a lot younger than that. When did uh, your wife handle it for your kids? I think it, um, I think she, it was eight when she had the 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 talk, um, and I think it was largely out of just there was it was starting to go around school. Like there was just yeah, you don't want to, you don't want spoilers, right? Just it, like me and showing my exactly. kids Star Wars, I, you had to take it in your own hands. You wanted to get spoiled. Exactly. So you got to show them that early. So just like the, just like the talk, you have to show them uh, Star Wars. What's pre preferably you do both at the same time. At the same time. Exactly. And you show in in like little sort of downtimes in Star Wars, you start talking about like what a urethra is. Do you know what a uh, slash fiction is? So you know what fan fiction is? What fan yeah. fiction is when somebody, they, they co-opt characters and just make right. their own stories with existing characters, right? Slash fiction is when people do that and uh, turn their stories into like gay sex between. So like Captain Kirk and, and Picard are in like a gay sex version of it, something, right? So I'm assuming when you give the sex talk while Watch the Empire Strikes Back, that's what you're doing. You're doing like Luke and Darth not only are our son and dad, they're also in a loving romantic relationship. Right. Yes. Right. And, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's not necessarily loving, I would say, <laughs> well, but it's definitely hands, dependent. So it's too loving. A little S&M-y, yeah. yeah, there's costumes exactly. and role play. And a lot of the time my kids aren't even in the room when I'm explaining this. <laughs> no, you're just explaining this, just shutting your eyes <laughs> and mashing it. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? Why well, are you I talking like this? All right, Pete, enough of your weird perversions. Let's get back to the podcast. Zombie Mom, this is the one I mentioned earlier. Zombie Mom with three M's. My nine-year-old daughter informed me that she does not understand gay sex. I said, not now. <laughs> I love that. Just like, I'm not, look, yeah. I'm not dealing with this right now. Exactly. Nine years old. But yeah, that is, that's a little dicey. Um, Dana Bosday said, my kids are eight and six. So far, they haven't asked. And I feel like perhaps we should talk about it. What do you think? You know your kids better than I do, right? Like I yeah. said, like, if it starts to pop up or they start to ask questions, obviously, your kids haven't asked yet. I think, um... You want to do it before puberty because they might be terrified. <laughs> they don't have any idea what's happening, right? Yeah. Also, they. I mean, it. I think it's good. We're, we both of our all of our kids are in Brooklyn public school, and I think just being able to like be aware of what's going on and what's how it all works, I think, is better than not being aware. Yes, of I agree. You can you screw kids up if you don't have any idea. I mean, look and at then me. they they can make they can make better decisions. I feel like. 100%, right? But but you just, you're just nervous about giving them too much information. But in most cases, if you present it the right way, yeah. the more information, the better. Exactly. Wait till Empire Strikes Back and then just <laughs> yeah. unload with the most graphic No sort pun of intended. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Underscore Mo One says she has three teens. They had one conversation about STDs, uh, including photos. When I said as much information as possible, I did not mean... 
photos, uh, certainly not of STDs. I, re I wrote a tweet yesterday or Sunday after the thing happened where I said that, uh, you know, just a pro tip when you're giving the birds and the bees talk, like visual aids aren't as effective as you might think. <laughs> that can backfire. You don't necessarily yeah. want to get into that. You're opening a whole uh, bees nest there. Mrs. Henderson 0309 had to, has to talk about masturbation with her kids. I forgot about that. We didn't bring that up. Oh, that's going to, I'm going to have to deal with that with my son. I'm not I'm interested sure. in that one either. Um, don't bite your friend said I had to have the talk with sex talk with my son about a year ago. He was 10 at the time. I made it very sciencey. The whole sperm and egg. I did that. He asked me how the sperm gets to the egg. When I told him, he said, that is the weirdest thing I have ever heard. This is also how I segued into telling him how babies exit a woman's body. Oh my God, stop. That's even worse. <laughs> he said, pretty sure he does not want to become a parent at this point in life, which is a great tactic. You Good. scare them straight. Good job. Scare well them, scare them celibate. It's what the Catholic Church tries to do. Torres Fam J says, "Oh my God, my seven-year-old found Pornhub. I'm oh. the mom. I had to have that chat." Oh, He's like, God. "Does that count as an awkward conversation?" Yeah, I would say yeah, so. Yeah, it does. Her kid was searching ridiculous type stu stuff, like boy getting penis smashed, or and somehow wound up, or boy penis getting smashed, and somehow wound up on Pornhub with BDSM. He no longer has unrestricted internet access. Hold on. And he Hold knows on. that hand and he knows that handcuffs are used by more than just the police. Wait a second. What do you mean somehow ended up on Pornhub? <laughs> you're gonna type those words in. There's only one place you're Boy, gonna end penis up. getting smashed. There's no yeah. other sites for that. There's I mean, come on, Mike. My favorite thing is at the very end I'm of gonna... her comment, at the very end of her comment, she says, By the way, we are a normal two parent working family with a house in the burbs, as if that has anything to do with anything she just said to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you're normal. First of all, there's there's almost no such thing as normal, first of all. Um, but sure, yeah, I'm not blaming you for your kid getting on YouTube or Pornhub or whatever. Or should I be? But th this is this is actually a really good one, this this unrestricted internet access. And you know, Oh I mean, yeah. We talked about that on our um one of our, our social, social media technology yeah, episodes. Social medias and technology. I mean I think this is part of it, right? Having the information come from you is 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 better. Is so incredibly much incredibly valuable. Perhaps, um, find the out stuff other that ways. they see out there. Yeah, it skews your perception, and if that's the first thing they see, oh man. Let me ask you: Did you parent? Did your parents have the talk with you? No, I don't remember. I don't think so. No one did. No one did. My parents. Well, you think it's the new? You think it's a, a woke parents like a? This is. We are being so woke right now. But mainly, also, we had more mainly because. No, no, hold on. The reason why I'm being so woke is because when you type in boy penis getting smashed, yeah. you're going to end up on Pornhub and you're going to want to cir circumvent that real quick as a parent. So, Good point. Thank you. Also, we're just better parents. So Little Charmer 80 says, a few months ago, my eldest daughter, who was five at the time, was on the toilet going for a number two. Thanks, Little Charmer 80. She says to me, Mommy, when we eat food, does it come out as a baby? Imagine that if every time you ate, you accidentally procreated. Well, I... I said, no, when you eat food, it comes out as poop on the toilet like you're doing now. Then she goes, how does the baby get in the mummy's tummy? I said, do you really want to know? She said, yes. And I had read that you should be honest. So I said, well, daddy puts a seed in mummy's tummy. Of course, she said, how? And I was almost cry laughing now. And I said, okay, you really want to know? He puts his willy in the mummy's foo-foo. You're getting real technical here. And that's how the seed gets in there. I couldn't stop laughing, and she was laughing, but sort of nervously, like she didn't really believe me. <laughs> well, what's a foo-foo? Maybe that's why she didn't believe you. She's never mentioned it again. So that's another right. way to get your kid to shut up about it. Right. There you go. Um, 
yeah, I mean, look, if my if I ever heard my mom um, say the word foo-foo, I'd have a lot more than just sex questions. Crochet Zombie Design says, the sex talk with my 14-year-old girl, she was seven or eight at the time, and came home from school asking about it. So her daughter's 14 now, was seven or eight when she had the talk. Or discussing why her biological dad doesn't want anything to do with her. These are the awkward conversations she's had. That's a rough one. My five-year-old toddler turning the correct, learning the correct names of body parts and telling every single person she knew or met for the next two weeks that she had a vagina and then asking what body parts they had. That was another awkward conversation she said she had to have. She said the best one was with my 16-year-old sister when she wanted to know if, if there was a right way for her to perform for her boyfriend. She wanted diagrams and detailed descriptions, the whole nine yards. Funniest conversation I've ever had. I'm wondering how old she was when her sister was 16 and why she had so much more experience. That's what I want to know. Well, she knew the diagrams. Well, first of all, where are you going to get all this material for these diagrams? I mean, that's that's a couple runs to Staples right there. Maybe they had a teenage brother who probably has a lot of. uh, What, like poster board? Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. You know, uh, I have uh, a son and then two daughters, and for basically at bath time and stuff, it's hose versus non-hose. So we do shirts and skins. One of us has a hose, one of the kids has a hose, the others don't. And so that's you're talking how, about like garden hose or like rubber hose. I'm talking, a, I'm talking about the the Willy Wonka that's coming out of my son over there during a bath time. This is how we've we've talked about it. Uh, just the parts, that's the so body. Disgusting. Parts. Well, that's how we call it. We call it a, a, a willy woo woo, and then, uh, and then... <laughs> we just talked about how I don't like foo foo, and now you're talking about willy woo woo. No, we don't. We don't have any. Do you have nicknames? Do you? Do you? you just no, we try to use real names. Although yeah. this is one of the funny things I was just going to mention. My son during our sex talk said he couldn't remember the name of vagina, and he said he just so I just called it a hairy hole. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Hole, you should watch the the Snowman with Michael Fassbender, based on some I think Swedish or Norwegian crime novels where the detective's name is Harry Hole. That's how it's translated in English. Oh, I believe. God, I'm glad you brought that. You you landed that one. I did Ooh. land it. It's a good it's a good book series, but the movie is a laugh riot. Anyway, um, Mommy's Inside Voice, who um, I'm friendly with online, she is uh, she lives in Vancouver, I believe. It's a quite a large Instagram following. Um, and she's really cool. And she said that she used uh, baking to uh, like a baking metaphor to explain sex to her kids. She said, dads have long parts so they can put the baby ingredients high up enough that the mom can protect it. Then mom takes the wet ingredients that dad gave her, mixes with the dry ingredients that she has. And that's how she gets the dough. Then she just has to cook it. I may or may not have explained the baby being born as being kind of like toothpaste coming out of the tube. And this sounds all wrong on like 50 different levels. What the hell is going on here? First of the all, I feel like I've coming out of the something. tube. <laughs> the dough. Once yeah, she no. said, once I heard the phrase wet ingredients, I was out. I'm not interested in this anymore. I don't want to hear about it. Um, so there are a couple more later during like the random section. There's a can full of questions about like, um, or mentioned where people had to talk to their daughters about what a period was and that kind of stuff. Um, which, again, I assume that's something your wife has handled for you. Actually, no, I've handled that because I know, talk? yeah, because I know the most about it. So that was <laughs> it. Just makes more sense that way. So Rebecca Mar Mar Marcaccia once says, "Why am I bleeding from my vagina, and what am I sticking up there?" Is what her daughter asked her. Um, 
1980 said, even as a woman, having the period talk is so hard. Like, yes, this sucks once a month. <laughs> Lobotomy with uh, it's labatomy says what, a, what she had to answer, what a tampon was and why she was putting it in her butt. Like the first, like Abby Flett said, let me stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> so Amanda Jillybean says, again, the period talk was the most awkward conversation she had to have with her kid, too. And she said, I wasn't ready for the question, but I wasn't ready on Mother's Day. Like, I guess some parents are maybe proactive, but if you tell them when they're not receptive or interested, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. Are you, were you, plan had you ever thought about it or talked about it? No. Like, have I, like, had we, have I talked to my wife about, here's how we're going to approach yeah. it? No, I think, I think we both knew generally, like, we want to be matter of fact. We want to give, you know, real information. We want to be honest. Um, you don't want to make it weird because it's, you know, aside from the stuff that inspires them to ask, um, it's like their first real contact with the concept of it and stuff, right? And you don't know, who knows how formative that can be. So if you're like weird about it, that can be weird. Um, so you try to be forthright without being, uh, give yeah. give more information than you need to. One thing I thought I think uh, may have been a mistake is uh, doing the motion, you know, the sort of like the pumping this, motion. Oh, the pumping, yeah, the pumping. Yeah, sort of like so, standing in the middle of the room doing the pumping motion. My that does doesn't that. land as well. Yeah. My oh. toddler, four-year-old, the hammer, doesn't quite do that, but he'll put his hands on his hips and he'll like gyrate his hips like Elvis and he'll go like this, uh, 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 the whole time he's doing it. Perfect. And then at one point, he put his hands on the table and started shaking his butt like he was twerking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is in Minecraft or something. Yeah, it's in Minecraft. He's no, got moves. <laughs> so the next big topic that people said they had awkward conversations about was death, right? Um, obviously. So Ketchum Kelsey says, we don't talk to my mom. So my son assumed she was dead, which felt awkward. So that's not only a potential death conversation, but like we're adults. We don't get along, even though we're family members. Like that's a tough conversation on its own. Um, have you done that? Have you had to have the death talk? Have you unfortunately had any tragic deaths in the family or anything like that? To Haven't had any deaths yet. Like even pets? Uh, oh yes, we did. We had a hamster that died on the first day that we brought it back. That was. Did you do like a funeral? Horrific. No, we just brought it back to Petco with everybody. It was like this. It was receipt? like a Monty. It was like a Monty Python. So it was like this is a dead hamster. Can and I have just, a, Can like, I ask you something? Go, what? How much does a hamster run you? I mean, we're talking. It was upwards of four, five dollars. Is that true? Yes. It's that it's cheap. A dwarf, it's a dwarf hamster. Yeah, it's not the big big boys. Smaller. What's a dwarf hamster? It's like a little super cute little, very small. It's like a, I like a ferret. You like ferrets? Like a, the I like, Beastmaster I like, movie? I like the idea of a ferret. I don't Mogo like, and Pogo or something. I don't, I don't like the idea of having to like entertain a ferret for hours on end, running around. You don't want another child in your home? <laughs> maybe maybe one that's more that like yeah can pay attention more. I don't know maybe. Yeah, well, maybe ferrets can. They're pretty bright. So Little Church CDN says, my four-year-old has a lot of questions about death. We struggle on how much we say, right? And that's the thing, too. You don't want to scare them. You don't want to, like, violate their innocence. We've had some general conversations, more about, like, the concept of, you know, everybody dies at some point. But how much, like, especially, like, the four-year-old, how much he's grasped by the reality of it, I don't know. Oh, no. They, yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about death, like, all often the that's the thing you don't want to curious. make it taboo just like but with sex so you can't curious. make yeah. it you can't add a stigma to this thing where like they have weird hang-ups around it 
Well, for, you know, your grandparents, you know, or you, rather uh, your parents or even your grandparents um, that the kids yeah. are around and then, you know, they're not around anymore and you have to explain where they are. Or, yeah. Well, that's I mean, a good thing. So, so let's say Carrie says that she's had the death slash heaven conversation, like not maybe not awkward, but hard when they're little. Right. Not so skinny cooks as explaining death is hard. It's not awkward, but really sad. Um like Mary Babayan, one of our uh, patrons, I think our patrons, I think via anchor, said that she had to explain to her five-year-old about death because there was a death in the family, which is often what spurs it on, right? Yeah, and I think the most important thing is just to say it ha- happens randomly. It can happen at any point, anytime, anyone. <laughs> you and what happens it. is it just immediately will just mm-hmm. take over. Sometimes it can be excruciatingly painful, but also other times Only it's not you as. Deserve it. Not as not as painful. So don't worry. It's totally random. I could go. You could go <laughs> at any time. At any. Aaron, Aaron Robert Realtor said that she had to have the religion talk about heaven and God. She's not religious, but her family is. So it was very confusing to her daughter. Um, that's a little bit samey with like my kids, where oh my like my my parents are pretty. I don't know. They're not pretty religious. They go to church every weekend. They believe in that stuff, and then like. Just being like, yeah, what they believe is bullshit. There is <laughs> nothing. Kids, there is amazing. nothing better than listening to you explain to your kids, you being the person who's not religious but was raised religious. Yeah, explaining to your kids like, oh Jesus, and how does this happen? And you're like, look, here's what I know. You know, this guy <laughs> was magic, came down, had a son, it's 100 percent human, 100 percent God. Then he, but he got, I don't know. Look, that's that's all I know. You well, know what's what I mean? hard for me is is I am a little bit. I hold religion in a bit of disdain, but I don't want to necessarily cloud my kid's judgment, right? I want him to have an open mind. He likes mythology and all that stuff. I try to let him know that that's sort of what I think it is. There essentially is mythology, but, you know, impugning somebody else's beliefs is not really for me to do unless they're a Scientologist because that's freaking absolutely insert. And, you know, being a Mormon, you know, there's a lot of them listening to me. That was like, it's like 200 years old. I mean, that's pretty wacky too. (laughs) Anything stays around long enough, it suddenly gains credibility for some reason. In 500 years, Scientology will probably be like the number one religion in the universe just because it survived. Anyway. No, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't don't think we, I don't, I don't spin it, but it is funny. Listen, like, as I I hear myself, like giving these explanations as to what's going on and I'm, and (laughs) the kids are coming back with like, what about this? And I'm like, look, I don't know. know. (laughs) This is just, this is what I know. I'm passing it on to you. I don't know. Do with it what you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jennifer with a PH instead of an F Jennifer 182 says she had to answer what happens to dead bodies. Her six-year-old, nine-year-old that asked her at the bus stop. Um, I don't know, but you want to see one? We can watch Stand <laughs> By Me. Check it out. I don't think I've had to have that chat yet. I don't know. Burn them up. I'm getting cremated. Do what you want. You make your own choice, kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's there's drug questions. Just, just simply so I'm, you know, I'm being cremated because... God forbid a metal spike goes through my coffin and gets hit by lightning. I'm coming back. I can't help who I'm going to oh come God. after. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, thought of that. I don't know. If you haven't brushed your teeth in a long time and I keep asking you, I don't know what my corpse is going to do. Are they going to come after you? Eh, there's probably like a 20% chance that that's going to happen. If they do, son, and if they do, please kill me. I'll be living a tormented. <laughs> I'm not your father anymore at this point. Yeah. I give you permission to kill me. Um. So you speaking of um, another one of the, the topics that came up for our conversation was drugs. Um, 
suave bike dude says I had to discuss what CBD oil is and why he would why my kid would want to use it. Whether that's the drug or not, I don't really know how it's the how it's classified, but there's no not, THC, no. right? So it's yeah. more like an essential oil that you smoke or vape. No, you, or you, even uh, dose you just drop the uh, yeah, eye dropper. Exactly. Little drop dropper thing. My wife uses it sometimes for her MS. Yeah, you know what it uh, <clears throat> um from what I understand about it, it really just it's it's like an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, but I don't know how sexy. credible it is, but I think it works. Like my wife notices if she's been taking it for a while and then stops. Yeah. Whether it's placebo effects or not. I'm not a doctor. You know what? You're not? I'm I not. This was a medical show. I considered I it. Like... And then I realized there's no way I can do it. Right. I would not have succeeded. <laughs> so Ballman three says her kids asked her if asked them about smoking pot years ago, like back when they were young and they had to, they had to convince their kid that it wasn't going to ruin his chance to be a cop when he grows up. Just because we smoke weed in high school doesn't mean you can't become a policeman. The background check doesn't go that deep. Hold on. First of all, kid, relax. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) You're already acting like a cop. Man, (laughs) this guy's like a born to be a cop. Hey, good for him. Hey, dad, if you mess my chances up of being a cop, (laughs) come for you. Dude, does it say how old he is? I hope he's five. No, it doesn't say his age. I hope he's oh five. He already knows. Imagine living in the house with that kid. Oh, my God. Every once in a while, my kid thinks he's being funny by, like, calling me or my wife out for, like, having another drink or something. It makes me so angry. Don't yeah. fucking. That's probably not a good sign that it makes me angry. But you know what? I'm trying to be honest on here. There you go. Um, all right. So now we go to this, some, some random comments and conversations and questions that uh, people had. So Fox's mama said that her son is worried about the fifth grade movie. He thought the school would show him porn. First of all, I think my my I'd like to go back in time and go to the school when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, well, what, what school is showing you porn? Why would your kid think that? First of all, what's the fifth grade movie? <laughs> what does that mean? The fifth grade movie is smashed penis. <laughs> <laughs> On porn to Pornhub. Is boy getting smashed penis? What, what does what? that mean? Haven't you fifth seen it? Grade movie. Oh. They watch every year in fifth grade. They watch a movie, like one movie. I don't understand this. The whole premise of the question. Well, good job including it because this is. Really, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Really scintillating. The kid was, I thought it was funny that the kid was scared of that. Kristen Conley said that she's nervous about the dangers of, or she had to have the danger of the internet slash porn talk. And there were so many whys she had no answer right, to. Like, exactly. why does he have a ball in his mouth? That kind of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why does why he have so many balls in so many places? Yeah, exactly. Why is that adult man wearing a diaper? Look, I don't have answers to these questions. You know what? Because it makes Mike feel comfortable when he's eating his cereal. Okay? You know what? No, <laughs> because people pay to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the guy this podcast. Lexosaurus Lex says, uh, her kids asked, if the cats are boys, then why don't they have testicles? Because we that's paid to good. have them removed. We paid to have them removed because they're problematic. You're going to want to pull up a chair, son. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you pull up the YouTube. Here yeah. you go. Yay. <laughs> My first <laughs> Mandy Jillybean. Oh, we mentioned that the period talk. This was the period section. I don't have anything to say about the period talk. I respect you ladies for enduring it. And I curse the God who uh, bestowed it upon you. Melly 1980s already did that one. I'm really screwing up. Uh, okay, so this is a tough one that 
I wouldn't even know how to answer. Brig underscore Aug says she had to answer why mommy's skin is brown and daddy's skin is white. It was 2.5 years old. So I said I don't know how to answer this, but I think this is sort of an ideal situation in terms of like you have the ability to help frame someone's worldview, right? And merely by so some things you need to take seriously, but like not not uh, pretend about like with the sex stuff, sex stuff, you want to be open and so they don't get hang ups. And then with something like this, you try or like a gay sex question or gay marriage question. You try to be as like in the ideal version of the world, like, hey, everybody can love who they want, that kind of thing. And like you don't necessarily bring what like the real world practicality of it can be, which can often be kind of ugly. You just try to endow a young kid with like this open hearted view of the way things are. Right. Which I think, you know, if you can show them by example, that's the key way to do things, which is why you and I are announcing tonight that we're going to get married. You want to <laughs> yeah. show kids that two men can love each other. I was going to say, Mike, what podcast is this? This is not the dad very <laughs> I was like, this is moving, this moving. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you have little kids, if you do occasionally like get high and want to talk about the great plans you have for being a parent, one of the things you'll say is be like, I want to teach them that like anything is possible and there are no barriers and everybody can love everybody well they want, like hippie shit, right? Yeah. That in a lot of ways would be great. Um, and you want to like teach kids that that's the way the world is or that's how like you are if you're a good person how you believe but it doesn't always work out you know what's amazing is that uh my you know so my daughter's in seventh grade and already you know she knows several of her friends are are gay and you Mm -hmm. know boy and girl and it's just it's so crazy because you're talking about boyfriend and girlfriends but now as if dad i'm being talked about with girlfriends and girlfriends and boyfriends mm-hmm. and boyfriends, and it's so like completely the whole worldview my worldview has changed because of it through that lens right and so it's actually They're, i think it's so great the kids um, are effortlessly woke they don't even correct. think of it as woke it's just how they are we're woke because like it takes us a second to adapt to it and then when we say that we it like people are suspicious and they try to mock you by saying woke right but it's our kids teaching us Pete. oh my okay stop let's get back to dick you know jokes what? i got a lot of, i got a lot of love to give all right um so another example is um anastelle road anastelle road said that she, that she had an awkward conversation trying to explain transgender and then her, her oldest kid asked if you can choose the sex of your baby and they had misunderstood, so they started to explain transgender people, which is tough. If uh, if you don't want to have that conversation yet, like, oh, can you choose the sex of your baby? And then, like, well, no, like, you can choose your own sex later in life, depending on how you feel. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. can I manipulate genes? Did I ever tell you I was in science class with our mutual friend Tim, biology? And we were doing genetics, and he asked the teacher if it were possible for a woman to give birth to a snake. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. No, you're not. Um, true story. But nice you, there's a there's a there's a skit out there on the I can't, it's Comedy Central or something where the dad has a sec, the talk with his son and starts to go into it. He's like, "Look, when a man loves a woman," and the son's like, "Hold on, Dad. What about when a man loves a man?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no." And then you know, basically, like, proceeds to be schooled by like All his of these his iterations. yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, there's there's a fluidity, and some people are on the spectrum, and da da da. Oh my yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> dad's like, "What?" At the end of it, the dad's like, wait, what? How does it work? Okay. That's great. 
See, but that's a good, that's a, like, that's a funny way of presenting what you were just saying that like the kids grow up with this stuff and they don't even give it a second thought. Right. And for us, it's just, you know, it's just the new generations. And I think we're getting more open and more inclusive every day. Yeah. Except for the people that vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. They're trying to make America great again by going Those... back to uh, the 1860s. Yep. Not yep. what progress is. No, is people... it Pete? something wrong. I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong. I think that it sounds like a song. There's something happening here, right? Buffalo Springfield. Anyway, the um, public enemy samples that for uh, the He Got Game soundtrack. It's fucking great. You should check it out after this. We'll do. All go. right. What else we got? No, no. I wanted to bring the, 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 I thought this was the funniest comment of the whole thing. Um, and we'll wrap it up with this. So B Haley 1104 said that her toddler discovered that his penis can fit in an open shampoo bottle. <laughs> so we had to have the talk about using the penis appropriately. Ah, there We've we go. We've all been there. We have, have all been there. Every, every shower. Every, every shower, no. That's uh, up your butt. That's when you yeah, find out the bottle true. goes up your butt. Be that's honest. What I'm Don't Adam lie to Sandler. people. Adam Sandler. Yeah, exactly. Adam Take Sandler. shampoo bottle. Out of my, yeah. So uh, before we go, we did have a few uh, comments on YouTube from our last couple episodes um, from the Hardcore Quality Time episode, which was a couple weeks back about um, being forced to bond with your kids doing family activities. We mentioned the one woman who said that her toddler was like or eating fistfuls of dry rice and the other one was throwing it all around the kitchen. I think we made a little bit of fun of Cassifras25 who said that she just wanted to clarify that she was attempting to put together a sensory bin with her kids, not just feeding them uncooked rice. So the kid was just <laughs> grabbing it and eating it. She said, I try to be a Pinterest mom sometimes, but what she means, I do those elaborate design and home crafts and stuff, but they, the kids always ruin it, which is a thing. You can't really be, you know, you're not, you can't be a Pinterest moms don't exist in a vacuum, Pete. Yep. Where do they exist? It's, they exist on the internet. And that's it. It's all bullshit. No, I can't do any of that stuff. My wife sometimes copies Pinterest stuff for um, birthday parties or puts her own spin on some stuff. She doesn't do it a ton because if she did it a ton, she wouldn't be the kind of person I would be interested in spending the rest of my life with. But since she does it rarely and does it well, it's impressive. You are interested in spending the rest of your life with her. And the next comment, Terry K. <laughs> Depends on how much Pinterest she gets into. Yeah. She says, oh, man, I love That's Inappropriate. So I was on, not only was I on That's Inappropriate's podcast um, a few months back, I was on a recent live with my wife um, with the Marriage of Martini's gang and the dude dad and his wife, and uh, That's Inappropriate. We had a little live thing on Facebook, and she was saying she loves it, and sometimes not having social media really screws me because she is sad about the fact that she, she missed that. So you should follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And on, I'm sorry, not us, me, because Pete doesn't have yeah. social media accounts. Dad and Barrett on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you'll never miss one of my stupid appearances. Um, my hair, if you haven't seen it, is kicking it. I've been showing that off a lot on my uh, Instagram stories. People are loving it when I talk about my hair and my stories. The other day, I did an Instagram story about how my kids love pears and I don't like them. And as I finished recording it, my wife looked at me and just goes, riveting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sometimes you need to fill you need to fill some time it's quarantine right stewed pears there that's the kind of content you like we can pears? Accept. i love pears do you really yeah i don't i don't get them that often but i do actually what like what was them. the produce like growing up in england uh it was it wasn't 
I can't remember. It wasn't awesome. The thing I can't get my head around is apples. Apples are so much better today than they oh, ever. Well, there's so many I more just, kinds. I know. Can we just take a moment to be like 2020 is everything we thought it could be if we just focused on apples? Just Go. focus on the apples. So Pinkly. years ago, come on, these are like mine. candy. Years ago, a friend of mine told me to be on the lookout for a new type of apple called the jazz apple. Oh, my God. And this is like, I don't know how anyone in the world would, like, have, like, be in the pipeline for newly developed apples. But somehow he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had it. If anybody out there has had a jazz apple and knows it exists and knows if it's good, please let me know because I'm very curious. I've never had it corroborated. Yeah. I just, I can't. The reason I don't get pears is because either the waiting period from them being super hard to them being perfect. Yeah. There's like a very, it's like a, it's like a a exponential graph where it's like hard, hard, hard. And then immediately goes to mush. So you got to get it right. Been there. It's called premature ejaculation. (laughs) What's the sex episode? Oh my God. Yeah. Not the crude episode though. Come on. Oh, we I can only see my head here, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm looking a fair amount like Paul Rudd tonight. Okay. I don't know. You have this fascination. I don't know. I can't. Well, okay. totes, totes my goats. Isn't that something he says? Totes my goats. You Does even affected famous... your voice. You affected Does he have any voice. famous catchphrases? Totes my goats. Hey, look at he's... us. Hey, you know what? He, he's, yeah, exactly. He's a, he's just an adorable person, basically. He is adorable. I would like so. to be his friend. Well, Mike, you just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Maybe I really know how to wrap up a show. Right. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> Look, if you want to hear some more of this, you can you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. You can give us five star reviews on Apple. You can throw us some money on Patreon or Anchor. Um, you know, you can just you can comment on YouTube. And I have a Facebook page, and I have, I have a podcast group on Facebook. Which for people who don't have Instagram, I'm starting to post the um, quest topic questions there. And I'm realizing now, even though I did that, I didn't collect any of the answers from the podcast group. So. <laughs> As of now, there's no incentive, but there will be moving forward. Keep me honest. Go on there and give answers to your questions there because I'll post it or to my questions. Um, you know, and in the meantime, stay safe. That means you, Pete. Thanks, Mike. I'll One of these next. days, we'll get back together in person. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. All right. We'll see me you neither. Peace. <laughs>